now, broadcasting on Star Worldwide Networks. It's time for the Fashion Rewired Broadcast with Brian Hill. During the Fashion Rewired Podcast, we chat with successful fashion designers and business entrepreneurs who share their powerful stories of success while providing real-time industry tips, tools, and actionable strategies to execute today with the goal of designing our listeners' brands for success. Now, here's your host, Brian Hill. Welcome to Fashion Rewired. I'm your host, Brian Hill, self-taught designer and executive director of Phoenix Fashion Week. So why is it important to rewire? Well, I believe that every successful fashion designer or entrepreneur at one time or another made the smart and necessary decision to rewire their brain, their attitude, and most importantly, their actions to get them to their current level of success. Each week, I'm blessed to get to share these stories of transformation with our listeners while giving you the blueprint to rewire. I love to open each episode by thanking the sponsors that believe in Fashion Rewired. Phoenix Fashion Week is the leading fashion industry event in the Southwest. The organization's mission is to bridge the gap between national and international designers and premier retailers and top fashion media. Phoenix Fashion Week's ultimate goal is to garner global exposure for Arizona's fashion industry through educational fashion seminars, year-round fashion events, and charitable partnerships. Phoenix Fashion Week is gaining rapid acclaim for its community service efforts and for infusing world-class innovation into the Southwest. For more information and tickets, phoenixfashionweek.com. Today, all the way from New York City, my newest friend, Josh Wexler. But I got a lot to tell you about him before we get going. Uh, Josh is the co-founder of CEO of Rev Cascade, an enterprise software platform enabling retailers to launch, operate, and scale their own custom dropship program that transforms their business. Josh is also the co-founder of another group, Solar.com, an influencer conference commerce platform where influencers can share and sell the products they love from premium to luxury brands directly back to their followers. Important. Also before all this, uh, Josh ran Rubicon Project from pre-revenue to its IPO where it became the largest digital advertising marketplace in the world. Before the internet, there was a time before the internet, he also co-founded Hype Hats, which I was a fan of, independent brand that became a favorite among celebrities, professional athletes, the fashion elite, and music industry icons. Hype became a global brand within six months of its launch, was featured in Esquire, W Magazine, MTV, and others, and was carried by leading retailers including Fred Siegel, Bloomingdale's, and Foot Locker. He did all of this after going to Cornell University where he was a four-year starter and captain of the men's basketball team. Whoa, Josh. (laughs) What else can you tell (laughs) me about yourself that I didn't already say? (laughs) Oh, a lot. Ryan, thanks so much. That was, that was too kind. I, um, you know, there's always a lot of twists and turns and, and the backstory where, is where all the fun is. So, <laughs> you know, I would say I've, I've been pretty lucky to, uh, to play a role in, in lots of really amazing companies and, you know, really grateful for what I'm doing right now with Rev Cascade and Solar and excited to be on your podcast today. Oh, thank you very much. Man, um, you've been driven since an early age. It, it's obvious by your resume, but what drives you today, if you had to guess? You know, I would say, you know, I, I, I just really love the challenge of, of building a business. Mm-hmm. Um, much like when I was younger, I loved the challenge of, of like becoming good enough to play college basketball um, and, and becoming the best player that I could be. You know, it requires like just 
incredible belief, passion, uh, you know, the ability to sort of quickly iterate and learn. And, you know, once you find that inflection point where your product is the right fit for the market, just watching the business that you're involved in start to scale and, and really start to build momentum above and beyond what you, you potentially even imagine. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's no feeling like it, it that I've found in business. And honestly, it, it reminds me a lot of sports where, you know, you've got all these ups and downs, twists and turns, you're playing a game, there's a winner, there's a loser. Mm-hmm. You're trying to like win a championship. So I, I feel like, you know, being an entrepreneur and, and like building companies really is like the closest I've gotten to replicating the feelings of being an athlete. I agree with you. Um, we've had a lot of our guests on the podcast and they've been athletes and we, we all kind of share that, right? I was a wrestler, Arizona State. You played basketball, team building, ups and downs, um, improving different skill sets within your game, adding it to the big team overall and uh, winning championships, competing on a daily basis, seeing things that you thought you couldn't do, but you accomplished those. Uh, that is entrepreneurship, you know, uh, in its heart and soul. And when I read your whole bio and just kind of followed you, I said, this is going to be an amazing fashion rewired uh, for sure. So, um, man, can you take me back to any one of your rewires? There, there might be multiple where you went in a different direction and you said, this is where Josh is going now, and this is how we're going to succeed. And that happened I would love to hear when that was. You know, I, I can tell you sort of the inflection points with, with, with hype hats, or it, it actually is short for hypnotic, so we called it hip. A lot of people called it hype, and we, we didn't care as long as people were talking about us. We loved it. Yes. Um, but I, I, after college, I, I went to work for an apparel company, um, and I was in a bar one night in New York City, with one of my best friends and we were got, we were having like, you know, one of those conversations about how frustrated we were with how fast our careers were moving. Mm-hmm. And I was wearing a Houston Colt 45s baseball hat, <laughs> not the malt liquor, yeah, the yeah. actual team, the actual team. Right. And people were coming up to me all night saying, you know, Hey, that's a cool hat. Is that a team? Mm-hmm. And, I looked at my friend Robbie and, and, you know, we just kind of looked at each other like, you know, Hey, nobody knows what this hat stands for, but everybody seems to like it. Like what if we put creative graphics on baseball hats and, you know, created a collection and brought those to the market. And we, we literally didn't know how to make a business card, let alone a baseball hat. (laughs) And, and that next day we were so inspired that we, we bought a pad of paper and some markers and started sketching out some ideas. Neither of us were an artist. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the amazing thing is the, the company kind of took out a life of its own. We got our, our first order from Fred Siegel, as you mentioned in the intro. Mm-hmm. Um, we were actually featured on the cover of like a, a, a men's uh, trade publication called DNR, which no longer exists. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the women's wear daily of, of the old days Mm -hmm. and we just like took off like a rocket ship and uh you know i would equate it to like like being at a point in my life where i was looking for a new challenge Mm -hmm. uh i 
was only 23, so it wasn't like I had a ton of experience, but mm-hmm. like when you have a great idea and it just has that sort of gravitational pull, it's for me at least, I felt like I had to go chase that. Sure. And, and then similarly, you know, when I joined the Rubicon Project, they were literally just launching their technology, which was absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. And I just fell in love with the team, the idea, um, the value that it was creating for online advertising. And I really like just went all in. Mm -hmm. Like it was literally like it became such an amazing experience. I joined the company when it had 30 employees. Uh, I left when it had over 800 employees. Wow. Um, We opened offices all over the world and, and it, it was just, Another one of those things where, like when I told my friends I was joining a pre-revenue startup, they were like, wait, what? Um, <laughs> Don't do it. Like, wh- what's it. What's it called? I said, oh, it's called the Rubicon Project. They were like, a project? Is it even a business? <laughs> like, is it a not-for-profit? And I was like, no, 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 it's a company. It's a company. And uh, I think, you know, when I left, Rubicon was managing 11 billion ads per day from some of the world's biggest and best media companies. And, you know, one thing I'm super proud of is, you know, both Hypnotic Hats, my, my three co-founders at HIP yes. or Hype, they actually still run the company today. Um, so that HIP is, is 27 years old. Yeah, I saw that. I was is, like, that's amazing. Which is just incredible. And then Rubicon, you know, publicly traded, um, has definitely had a few twists and turns since going public, but like, it's just a really incredible business that is adding value in the online advertising world. And then if you fast forward to today, like Rev Cascade and Solar feel like the, the culmination of combining my retail background and my, my internet background mm-hmm. in a way where with Rev Cascade, I'm, actually our company is focused on helping retailers thrive in the future mm-hmm. by generating revenue from drop shipping, which is a incredible way to generate massive revenues without taking on inventory risk. That's, that's um, a great, great feature. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And we have retailers on Rep Cascade that are, are absolutely crushing it. Um, retailers like Crate and Barrel, mm-hmm. Maisonette, Pier 1 Imports, CB2. Um, and then we recently created what I would call a, a consumer layer on top of Rev Cascade called Solar, mm-hmm. where, any, where any influencer can set up their own store for free and sell products directly to their followers from just some amazing brands. Right. And we feel like, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a platform that, again, is sort of in tune with just how influencers have become such a, a huge part of marketing and e-commerce and really how consumers find out what's cool. Now they have the ability to create their own stores. So, you know, I kind of feel like with both Rev Cascade and Solar, it, it's like a, a cocktail that, you know, if you look at my career, there's lots of, uh, it's very nonlinear. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to me, you know, it all kind of makes sense in what, what drives me and what I'm passionate about. 
Oh, that's great. It, it seems like you've been blessed to make some early decisions uh, right out of college that uh, pointed you in the right direction. And, you know, multiple startups and multiple businesses that have had some success, uh, something had to point you in this right direction. What was it? I mean, being in sports, I'm assuming coaches, you know, parents, things like that. But um, I want to go to where, you know, you just start doing things differently, you know, uh, effectively. Yeah, you know, I think, you know, obviously my parents were the biggest influence on me. Um, you know, they definitely wanted me to, uh, you know, chase what I was passionate about. So when I was young, it was it was sports. They also really emphasized academics. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I was I was just one of those kids. Uh, I'm sure you were like this with wrestling. Like, like, I just loved to play. I would be, you know, shooting jumpers in my driveway, shoveling snow in Chicago to, <laughs> in the winter to play ball. I'd dribble my ball into town to meet my friends. Um, so... It was a passion before I knew what passion meant. Sure. And and then you know, as sort of fate would have it, would have it, my high school basketball coach, Jerry Wainwright, really like created an environment where I went to high school. By the way, Coach Wainwright went on to become a, a hugely successful college coach at places like Wake Forest and oh. UNC Wilmington and Richmond and mm-hmm. DePaul. Um, he actually recruited Tim Duncan to Wake Forest. Wow. But he in high school, you know, really taught me so many life lessons about dealing with adversity, believing in myself, um, working hard, uh, you know, really that sort of a combination of of like believing in fate and destiny, but also believing in the power of your will. Mm -hmm. And like, I feel like all of those things that I learned between my parents and coach Wainwright, when I got out of college, it was almost like I was, I was destined to become an entrepreneur. (laughs) Right. And, you know, I, I would say that, you know, the path that I chose isn't right for everyone, but for me, it, in hindsight, it feels like, it was the only path I was ever going to take. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it doesn't mean that I, I haven't had a lot of ups and downs, but, uh, you know, through it all, I've, I've really, you know, feel like I, I was fortunate to have those experiences as a young person and I carry them with me to this day. Just one last anecdote. Every week I get an envelope in the mail from Coach Wainwright with inspirational or sometimes funny thoughts of the day. Oh, wow. Like literally every week for 20, 30 years. <laughs> wow. <laughs> They'll say things like, like scarred by courage, not by fear. Um, like really, you know, sometimes super deep and sometimes just totally goofy thoughts, but they relate to leadership, team building, trusting your gut, um, you know, believing in yourself. So I, I feel like I'm rewiring all the time. Right. Um, based on, you know, what I'm experiencing. But, but man, I was so lucky to have a chance to cross paths in a public high school uh, in Highland Park, Illinois, just north of Chicago. 
mm-hmm. and have that experience in high school that that really like imprinted on my DNA for for the path I chose in my life. That's great. I think when you're talking to uh, entrepreneurs, um, sooner or later they have to figure out all the things that you just said, all the books, all the uh, the gurus that say these same kinds of things. Um, you actually heard it early on. But one thing that I think you also did was you trusted your coach, you trusted your parents. For whatever reason, some of us kids don't uh, trust our parents or don't trust our coaches or don't get good coaches. And you have all this kind of battle as you're a young person trying to turn to get up. And people have to figure things out themselves by uh, this trial and error. But you were lucky enough, I think, because you embraced it. And then you probably had some, um, some success early on and it just kind of reinforced. And obviously, you had some wins and losses. We're not saying you didn't. Um, but I think that you were lucky enough to embrace it early on. And that, that's, a, that's a huge action, the way I see it. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think I got that from my parents. You know, they, they you know, they, you know, definitely emphasize learning and being humble. And, you know, I, I, I just love sort of learn you know both in the classroom out of the classroom on the court off the court and i do think you're right like coaches for for young people it's like pandora's box you just never know what you're going to (laughs) get and 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 i was really lucky like even before high school like in the community that i grew up in there were just really good programs um and you know i've experienced this with my own kids where you know, the coaches that they had uh, were definitely a mixed bag. You know, m- my daughter had, you know, some great experiences playing field hockey and lacrosse in high school. And then my boys both played basketball and, and really were fortunate to play for just a great high school coach, a guy by the name of Cody Moffitt. Um, so, you know, I think especially if you're a public school kid like I was and like my kids were, um, you know, you definitely aren't always as lucky to get those good coaches. Um, and you know, there's definitely a lot of, of young people today who might get discouraged if that happens to be their experience. Correct. And you have to really learn, you have to really learn how to, how to find it inside yourself, uh, or potentially find a mentor who can help bring it out of you. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I definitely feel like I got really lucky. I kind of hit the lottery on that stuff myself. Oh, that's great. Way to look at that. And way to be humble about it. You know, so I'm looking at actions for you that you're, and you embrace learning from an early age. You also built self-confidence um, as, as a second action. What do you think a third action is that even today you still do that you can take back to kind of that younger you, um, a third action that people can duplicate, follow? You know, I think, I think there's, there's no substitute for putting in the time and doing the work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I definitely, you know, that's the example that comes to mind was I was at a party in high school and I, I left the party with a friend of mine and we went to play basketball. Um, and I was just, I just loved it. And I, and I, I put the time in Yes. and I'd say with any entrepreneur, like you have to put in the work, you mm. have to really immerse yourself 
in whatever it is that you're pursuing. Because um, if you don't do that, you know, you're, you're just going to end up falling short. Sure. So I think that, that sort of perseverance um, is really what it's all about because you're definitely going to go through adversity. You're definitely going to, um, you know, that, that famous saying, you know, I think Mike Tyson said it, everybody has a plan until they get hit. <laughs> um, that is true. And you're going to get hit, whether it's in sports, whether it's in entrepreneurship. And you really, if you put in the time, you know, you can persevere through those things because you, you sort of develop that toughness that helps you persevere because you, you've put in the time and you believe in it and you just keep going. It's great. I mean, again, when you look at trying to give someone, we always talk about blueprints and get inspired by someone or, or follow their, their action steps. If you embrace learning as an entrepreneur, you, you're going to have a leg up. If you're into software um, development, if you're into website development, cut and sew, et cetera, you must embrace learning that craft. You have to have some, built, some self-confidence so that you can go out there into the marketplace and actually market what you're doing, build your team. People have to be inspired by you because you know what you're talking about, but also they got to see that bit of swag that you might have. And then go ahead and do the work. There's no magic bullet. Everybody wants action number three to be some magic bullet on Fashion Rewired, but it's not. It's simply you have to do the work to put in the time, the hours. It's, it's 10,000 hours before you become an expert in any one subject. And so um, you can't get around 10,000 hours of real work. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, like I said, didn't know how to make a product. Ended up finding a factory in Taiwan. Tried to make the products here in the U.S. Couldn't really find the right manufacturer. Ended up in Taiwan. Had to learn how to import products had to learn how to set up warehouses like literally on the fly mm -hmm. and i think i think you have to expect to be humbled and go into it not pretending you know the answer to every single question so you know I, that was my first startup then the internet happened i i'm not someone who writes code <laughs> but i really wanted to figure out how do how do i get into this industry, this like literally the future of the world is being created. And as an entrepreneur, I was so motivated to try and figure out how I was going to get into the internet world. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden I felt like I was almost like the accidental media technology guy. Cause I really didn't know the media world that well. So I, I I've been in sort of going into new industries, even, even with RevCascade going into e-commerce, I, I was not an expert. Mm -hmm. I'm still I'm still learning. Sure. Um, so so I feel like you know you're you're definitely tapping into a huge part of being an entrepreneur, a huge part of anyone who's chasing a dream. Like you have to you have to be humble and you have to just be on a quest to learn as much as you can and. A lot of that's done behind the scenes where, you know, you're just putting in the time, grinding it out. Right, right. So to become an, a serial entrepreneur like you become, you have to have some habits that you developed between, you know, building self-confidence, learning, doing the hard work, because you've been applying them to other businesses, Solar, Rev Cascade, Rubicon Project. What are some habits that you, you do on a regular basis that you can attribute to, you know, your upbringing, but also how you built your basketball career? 
Huh. Wow, that's a that's a tough question. I mean, I, <laughs> I would say, you know, when when you're an athlete, your product is your fundamentals. You know, it's sort of I should say it's kind of based on your fundamentals mm-hmm. and how 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 much you're like really buying into working on your your craft, if you will. So as a basketball player, that's dribbling, passing, shooting, being a good teammate, um, knowing your role. Mm-hmm. But in a in a business environment, I would say the foundation of any company is really your product. Mm-hmm. So I think the first discipline in terms of launching a business, like the reason why Hip Hat succeeded was because the product was so good, it like made up for all of our lack of experience. <laughs> right. Um, so we made a ton of mistakes and like things that probably should have taken a, a day or an hour, probably took weeks or months. But because the product was so good, it kind of carried us. Right. And I would say that, you know, when I look at the Rubicon project, when it had 30 people, that initial technology, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. It delivered on its promise. When people saw it, they felt the the value of the product. And then when they experienced it, they literally felt the value within the first 30 days. That's great. Of, of actually like implementing the technology. And I would say like at Rev Cascade, our product is really what we hang our hat on. No, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> our product is scalable. It is state of the art and it is, you know, literally helping our retailers generate hundreds of millions of dollars in new sales that they wouldn't have had without implementing our technology. So mm-hmm. that's really what has carried us is we've had this steep learning curve in building enterprise software for retailers. And it's part of what I'm so excited about with solar is that we really feel like we've created a product that really embraces the ecosystem of brands, influencers, and consumers in a fun, innovative way that helps everyone, you know, from a brand's perspective, it's a a new revenue stream it's a new new way to reach consumers for influencers. It's a new way for them to uh, add value to their followers mm-hmm. and and continue to sort of build a business based on the authenticity that they have developed with consumers. And for consumers, it's a it's a really fun and exciting way to discover those products that you love. Right. So I, I kind of fall back on like, like you really have to like build a product that, that really you could be super proud of. And, and then when you have that in place, the other dominoes can start to fall. Right. Right. So we talk about this with young designers that in the beginning, no matter what happens, you have to have a unique and high quality product. Because that's not going to do anything for anyone if you don't have that. That's just, you have to start there. And obviously, you're going to make it better and better and better at the different trials. And then as you kind of develop your business of uh, fashion around this product line or this service that you're providing, you're going to continue to improve everything. But uh, you're right. Even with a good business, without a good product, uh, you're going to be in, in trouble because 
the marketplace has seen everything, right? And you have to be, That's right. again, unique and, and, and luxury or unique and good priced, unique and great service, whatever it's going to be your mix for your particular you know, brand or product, at the core of it, it has to be amazing. Yeah, and I would say like, like at a certain point, when you've got your product in a place where you could start to scale it, then it really becomes about execution. So like if your vision is strong and then you can build a product that reflects that vision, then it's all about execution. So I think like those are things that transcend every company from Apple and Google, you know, down to, you know, someone who's like literally just setting up shop in their garage or in a WeWork <laughs> or in an incubator. Um, and it's also really, if you think about, you know, pulling it back to sports, like the best teams, they execute. Yes. Like, it doesn't matter how big their playbook is, but if they execute every play the way they expect, um, they're going to be successful. Right. So I, you know, I think a lot of how I'm wired or rewired, you know, it all kind of converges in, you know, my experience. Gotcha. Gotcha. This has been great. So what's great about you is you've been in the wholesale and retail side of things. We have this little area that we call the garment district. So right after we thank our sponsor, we're going to take you into the garment district for some rapid fire questions. Are you ready for that? I'm ready. <laughs> we'll be right back with you. The custom shop. As you know, before my rewire, I launched and ran my own fitness apparel brand. Now today I consult, invest in, and private label design and manufacture custom apparel for brands across the nation. Does your brand need unique, high quality lifestyle apparel like t-shirts, hats, leggings, and more with your branded logo or slogan? Or do you need real-time consultation on your brand? Reach out to me for more information and custom apparel quotes. Email info at phoenixfashionweek.com. All right, we're back with Fashion Rewired. We've got our guest on, Josh Wexler from New York City. Uh, he's a CEO and co-founder of Rev Cascade and also Solar.com. We're about to take him into the Garment District. He's been dropping Great information on us that you can actually put into uh, work today or tomorrow. We want to hear about that on our Instagram, at Fashion Rewired. So, Josh, when we go into the garment dish, we always talk about wholesale versus retail. So what we mean by that is if you are a retail business, you're direct to consumer. If you're wholesale, your product or your service is going to uh, distribution or, or retailers or stores. So how would you categorize solar and Rev Cascade at this point, retail or wholesale? So, so Rev Cascade is enabling retailers to, to do more business with their brands that they work with on a wholesale basis. Mm -hmm. So it's, a, it's an enabling technology. And the other cool thing about Rev Cascade for retailers is it lets them experiment with new categories, new brands, new, new areas. Like if you're Crate and Barrel, you know, you could move into appliances. Mm-hmm. Um, they might not carry high-end espresso makers in their stores, but via a dropship program, they can go to companies like Jura, which makes high-end espresso machines, and all of a sudden sell those via their dropship program where it benefits Jura on a wholesale level and it benefits Crate and Barrel on a retail level. Right, right. Um, so, and with solar... 
we essentially are, are taking that same model and enabling it where influencers are the new retailers. Right. So influencers are able to set up their own e-commerce stores. We call it a solar store where they can curate the brands and products that they love and make them available to their followers. So I'd say we, as a technology company, sort of sit at the intersection point of brands, retailers, influencers, and consumers between RevCascade and Solar. Right. You are your own um, sales platform for both of these entities at RevCascade and Solar. Most of the time we're talking to our guests and they, they might use Instagram, uh, direct sales, or email marketing, et cetera, but you actually are using your own technology to be your sales platform. That's right. With RevCascade, the retailer is in total control of the consumer experience. So RevCascade is behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Whereas with Solar, we are working with lots of independent brands, lots of premium to luxury brands. We're, we're in this renaissance of direct consumer brands. Right. And both the dropship technology that RevCascade provides to retailers benefits this renaissance. And then solar is a new distribution channel for the direct to consumer renaissance that, you know, brands across, you know, premium to luxury uh, and really all product categories were, were, were in the middle of. Right. And, and that brought us to um, social media. So for sure, both of these um, entities that you're, you're co-founding, you've got to top into or talking to uh, social media and influencing in social media. Tell me about Solar and also RevCascade. What are the top social media channels, one of each one that you work with that you have to be, you have to master to succeed with RevCascade and Solar? What are they? Sure thing. So, so I would say, you know, for RevCascade as a business to business technology, LinkedIn, believe it or not, has been a great platform for us. Yes. Where we're able to, you know, post, communicate, um, reach out to prospect with the business leaders at the retailers that either are using or, or we hope to have using the RevCascade technology. Um, whereas with solar being a consumer facing technology, we're just starting to use channels like primarily Instagram, mm -hmm. but definitely Facebook, YouTube. A lot of the value of solar is translated through the lens of the influencers. Sure. So that means like we have influencers like Roderick Hunter, uh, who's, you know, Ralph Lauren model, Charlie Matthews, the guest jeans model, uh, Dalila Muhammad, 2016 gold medalist in the 400 meter high hurdles. Like these people have built great followings through Instagram and other social channels. And they're able to then use solar as a way of extending the value that they provide to the audiences that they've tapped into. Gotcha. And so you're, you're probably inspired by the different influences that you're bringing onto the platforms, but is there anyone that still inspires you? Obviously you have your coach. Um, he's, <laughs> he inspires you every week with his uh, little uh, things he sends you, but who are you following on social media? You know, everyone's, it's Gary Vee today or it's, you know, Tony Robbins tomorrow, but, but who is it for you? 
You know, I mean, I, I, I'm inspired by so many people, um, but I would say, you know, the person who really has a, just such a great impact on me or maybe the greatest impact on me is my, my younger brother, John Wexler, who runs global entertainment and influencer marketing at Adidas. Got you. Um, and he's just built up such an incredible following on social media and really is like rewriting the rules for, you know, how the sneaker industry has evolved on social media. He's in the middle of what Adidas is doing with Kanye West mm -hmm. and Pharrell. And I just love the way that he eats, sleeps and drinks Adidas and is like pushing the culture forward and just doing it in a really authentic way to primarily to the brand. Like it's really never about my brother. Right. And I, and I really love how he's done that. And it's just, it's, it's super inspiring. And, uh, you know, I just, I just, he's a great follow. He's at Wex on Instagram, which, which all of us Wexlers are a little jealous that we didn't get. <laughs> I'm going to make sure that we get um, all of your contact and also John's uh, to our listeners when we build this blueprint for Josh Wexler. So we do a <laughs> <laughs> we do a fashion show every spring called Suits and Sneakers. So I want to talk offline with you and John about uh, Suits and Sneakers. We have an amazing custom suit maker out of Los Angeles, and we partnered with big shoe brands in the past. But we're looking for you know creativity, and it already sounds like it's John. So I'm excited to talk about Suits and Sneakers for sure. That would be great. We should also talk about getting Solar involved in that. That would be really fun. Oh, I already banked on that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> this, is just, awesome. this is new you bring to the table. So can you really pinpoint um, your go-to fashion or business resource that is the thing that really drives sales for any one of your brands? Like, I just need one. So someone can say, you know what, I'm going to check it out tomorrow and also implement that particular sales platform. Yeah, I mean, I, I think without a doubt, the future for for uh, any premium to luxury brand is is developing an authentic presence on Instagram. Um, you know, it's 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 why we created Solar was to to really provide real tools that help brands and influencers drive sales through their social channels. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, I would just say, like, I, I feel like like Instagram totally is is embracing the pivotal role they play in that equation. Mm -hmm. I think that for for a lot of up and coming brands, you know, advertising on Instagram can uh, be quite daunting. Yes, and that's in that's in part why we created Solar was to create a, a more frictionless way for for independent brands to take advantage of Instagram as a sales channel. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's part of, you know, what's, what's really fun and motivating for me is, is like everything we're talking about that could potentially help the designers and, and founders that are listening to this podcast. Like we're trying to create tools that help, help those companies scale. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think we recognize that 
Instagram is going to play a pivotal role in that. And then I'd say secondary, but of, of potentially equal importance is YouTube. Sure. Um, sure. It's, it's a total, it's a great way to get your content out there. Um, video is definitely going to become more and more important in the future. And, uh, you know, I think for the creators out there, you know, Instagram and YouTube are, are just an amazing one-two punch. Right, right. Pretty strong. Uh, it's not going to go anywhere anytime soon, only going to increase. It is for sure the gold rush still. So think about those times when those, uh, uh, those prospectors were going out for gold. It can happen right now. Um, people are doing it at five years old, 50 years old, you know, up and down the spectrum. And, Amen. And it's pretty Amen. Cool. If I was starting, if I was starting hip hats today, yes. You know, instead of getting our first sale from Fred Siegel, we would have gotten our first sale online. There you go. And, there and you we go. likely would have been seeding our products to the, the influencers who best represent what the hip brand was all about. Right. Right. So, you know, back then, we were getting our products on, you know, the hosts of Yo MTV Wrapped. Mm -hmm. We were getting it on professional athletes. Um, you know, we were doing those things that were within our uh, ability to try and make happen in a pre-internet world. And you fast forward to today and all of those things are still relevant. They just happen through the lens of influencers. Right, right. And it, it seems that you have uh, today a, a great control of uh, balancing your life and also career to be able to open up multiple brands throughout your career successfully uh, proves that you've got some great habits and some great things that you followed. Are you reading books? Is there something you can maybe suggest to our listeners that say, hey, read this one? It could be your own book. It could be John's book if there is such a thing. But, uh, you know, two books to succeed. You know, I, I, I think when I, was, when I was younger, I used to read a lot of business books and a lot of like, like, like nonfiction. And in the last few years, I, I've just read a lot more fiction mm -hmm. just because it, it's, it's like helps you see the world through a, a different lens. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I wouldn't say that I have any sort of business books that immediately come to mind, but, okay. you know, I, I would say that, you know, I find inspiration everywhere. Good. Um, good. I love listening to podcasts. Uh, I love to, like, dive into rabbit holes on Twitter and YouTube. Um, <laughs> I do love to read. So I'm taking, like, lessons and inspiration from as many different signals as I can find. Right. And I, I think what I would say is, like, you know, you you talked about curiosity um, in the first segment. And I think that that's just, you know, part of what I'm so excited about is I'm, I'm genuinely curious about the way the world is evolving, how that can impact business and society in a positive way. Um, and, you know, I, I'm just really excited and optimistic that, you know, ultimately everything's gonna gonna really have a positive outcome. I know our our country right now is <laughs> in like a crazy wave of uncertainty, but I think when we get to the other side of that, you know, we're gonna be in a much better place. I agree with that, and kind of like careers, right? You got some ups and downs. We're going through a, 
an up or a down, depending on who you're talking to, what side of the uh, aisle you're on. But uh, ultimately, we're going to be better because of it. This country, uh, the people, everything. And everything's not going to be right. perfect always, but uh, you got to take the, the best out of all the worst things. And that's what you're kind of built on. And that's what I think America was built on. So I'm, I'm bullish about yeah, the future. I, I would say, you know, if I were to like point your listeners in a specific direction, like I love Tim Ferriss's podcast. Sure. Um, so many lessons from across the spectrum of, you know, fitness, business, society. I, I love your, your podcast reminds me a lot of Brian Koppelman's podcast. Okay. Um, Brian Koppelman's the creator of the TV show Billions. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he left uh, a job in the music industry to write screenplays, and he wrote the screenplay for Rounders, which is just an amazing movie. Mm-hmm. And he... And he takes a similar approach to what you've done in, in Fashion Rewired on really trying to drill down into those inflection points that help people become who they are today. Right. So I would say those are, those are two sources of inspiration that, that you know, people could check out and, and I would bet gain a lot of value from. Oh, thank you for that. I, I love it. Obviously, I'm, I'm a fan of Tim Ferriss, so I'm always gaining things, kind of cheating by listening to all my guests and I'm putting my whole <laughs> toolkit together. So now I've got Brian complimented to check out. So thank you for that. Uh, we, we're going to have you on Fashion Rewired in the future because I think you and I see eye to eye on a lot of things. I feel that our listeners are going to get a lot from uh, the, the partnership with Josh, we- Josh Wexler for sure. But if people are going to try and get a hold of you after this podcast, how can they find you, Josh? So I am, I am at Josh Wex, W-E-X, on Instagram. I'm at Josh, Josh Wex on Twitter. Um, and then you could look me up on, on LinkedIn. I'm LinkedIn. I, I believe it's linkedin.com forward slash Josh Wexler. Okay. Um, and, you know, I, I'd encourage anyone to reach out. I love talking to entrepreneurs. And uh, if I can be helpful, I, I, I try my best. Fantastic. As always, we're going to build a blueprint for Josh Wexler and you can follow his one, two, three step actions, or you can just be inspired by what Josh is about. Definitely check out John Wexler from what I'm hearing as well. And just go to our Instagram. You can just ask me for a DM. I would like to get that blueprint for Josh, and I'll send it to you as complimentary. And on behalf of the listeners at Fashion Rewired, Josh, thank you so much for being on board, and we're going to see you soon. Thanks so much, Brian. It's my pleasure. And we're out. Thank you for joining us for our weekly 30-minute podcast focused on the business of fashion. Fashion Rewired is all about the successful transformation of your mind, perspective, and daily approach to your fashion brand. Make sure you listen next week for the Fashion Rewired podcast with Brian Hill.